If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. This is another of our popular Listener's Choice interviews, which we're playing over the weekend. We've chosen the most popular interviews for you to select the Listener's Choice winner. If you're not sure how the Listener's Choice competition works, have a look at horsechats.com choice for the rules and the leaderboard. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Adele is chatting to us today about 10 points which would help you and your equine experience more freedom. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about Adele, go to one of our episodes earlier, number 233, to find out a little bit more about Adele and where she's coming from and just a bit more about her background and why she is very well qualified to talk about 10 points which will help you and your equine experience more freedom. How are you today, Adele? I'm well, thank you. That's great, Adele. Now, I'm really interested why you in particular, why you chose this subject in particular. Have you got anything you'd like to say about that? Um, I thought just to be able to explain a little bit more about the method and and how I um, work with horses on a on an energetic level, I guess, yep. uh, that's predominantly, um, yeah, my thing. So yep. I thought just giving a bit more of an insight into that because it is different and a bit left to centre and um, being able to explain, um, yeah, that in a little bit more detail. Yeah, and look, I think that's one of the reasons we've got you on is because with your, you know, you say a bit different bit left of centre, but it's a bit unique and it's a special niche, I think, within the horse area and, and there's lots of special niches within the horse industry and I know that people are particularly interested in this area. Others might be more of a generalist and thinking, well, this is interesting, but some in particular will be looking for this and, and going back and listening to this particular topic a few times. The first point we've got is communication. Now, what would you say about communication? So I look at communicating from a from an energetic perspective. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yes. we, we're not speaking to horses, um, so being able to feel what's going on. So energy feeling is a simple way of communicating with your equine, and this happens through rebalancing the electromagnetic field that surrounds all living things. Um, we get most of our life energy from the air we breathe. Everything living depends on breath. So from the moment we're born, nothing but a series of breaths. Uh, we constantly drain this energy through our thoughts, our actions of will, motion of muscles. Therefore, constant replenishment is necessary. So the horse's overall structure is composed of two parts, the visible, physical, and the invisible energy body. And this invisible energy body interpenetrates the visible body and extends beyond it. So 
just as the physical body has blood vessels through which blood flows, the energy body has fine channels or meridians through which chi flows and distributes all over the body. So chi, a word being more used in Eastern traditions, is another way of referring to energy. Um, so the energy body of a horse is made up of living energy and both this energy and the physical body are very closely interconnected. So what affects one uh, affect, uh, affects the other. So in acupuncture, needles redistribute the congested or blocked energy by opening the energy channel so energy can flow to other parts of the body. So sometimes if I'm using acupuncture, I'll direct my own energy to the needle in order to reach you know, the area I'm trying to work on. So this is done... Um, more with horses that are, say, weak or depleted. So energy healing is like another way of being able to help your equine and communicate on that level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, that sort of brings us to the next point, and I'm glad you put this in because you've given us sort of a, a good overview of communication, but the next thing people will be listening, and, and especially those who are a bit generalist, not specifically mm looking for this area, but the question they're going to ask is, why does my horse need to be healed? Why do horses need yeah. healing? Absolutely. So when a horse's meridians are partially or severely blocked, energy can't flow freely in and around um, affected areas, and the body is naturally capable of healing itself, but at a certain rate. So if we increase life energy to the affected parts of the body, we can accelerate the healing process. So due to horses not being able to tell us what they're feeling, by the time we see the symptoms or the imbalance, it's actually been affecting them for quite some time. So for this reason, I've found energy healing not only helps with healing the physical or emotional disposition, but also for preventing um you know, things from manifesting. So it's a good prevention, you know, better than cure kind of option. Okay, okay. Now that brings us, I suppose, on to the next, you know, because you said that by the time we even notice it would have been like that for some time. You've got us mm. the next point about unbalanced energy can lead to disease and disorder. What type of disease and disorder and how does that work? Well. Unbalanced energy manifests as either too much energy or not enough. Mm -hmm. So when energy is in excess and becomes congested, this can eventually lead to a build-up in the physical body. So, for example, a great deal of tension can be carried in the skin, and in time this can create a distortion that eventually affects the functioning of the meridians, which then flows into the internal organs. Uh, for example, say with uh, the conditioned head shakers, um, I found that these horses can also suffer with sensitive digestion. Um, and the condition is a little tricky because there can be many different reasons as to why the horse has it. But from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective, the navel energy is responsible for absorbing and processing food. And if this area is not processing correctly and begins to build up a congestion of energy, then that energy can move to the acupuncture point directly behind the navel. And that uh, energy centre is called the Mingmang centre. And this Mingmang centre regulates the amount of energy we have moving up and down the spine. 
So it affects the adrenal glands, the kidneys, the blood pressure, and the nervous system. And if there's a buildup of energy in Ming-Mang, it can create, create a lot of pressure in the head and the glands. So I found by removing the built-up energy in that area, it can have a really positive effect on the condition. So it's kind of looking at how the energy is moving and, and why has this condition manifested itself and trying to treat the, the body you know, holistically and rebalance um, the diseased energy to bring balance back to the flow of energy within the horse. Well, it's a big topic. It's a huge topic. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're obviously very well versed in it. Now, this the next thing, the understanding energetic anatomy. Mm. Do you want to talk about that? So understanding energetic anatomy is just as beneficial as understanding physical anatomy. So for example, if you know certain things about your physical body, you can learn what to do to optimize it through food, diet. And when you know certain things about your energetic anatomy, you can learn what to do to optimize it through balancing the energy body. So there's an energetic counterpart to every physical counterpart. And an example of this can be observed through, say, organ transplants. So our organs store memories by coding nerve cells, which allows the sensory system to reorganize smells according to like cellular memory theory. And there have been many reported cases where the recipient's personality who's received, say, a new organ is affected by the personality traits of the former organ owner. So this phenomena highlights the benefits of understanding energetic anatomy and how if we clear the congested energy and certain cellular memories that it can you know, clear the organ, which um, is kind of how I work when I'm working with the horse. I look at you know, the organ and I look at what is lodged in, in the memory and um, by clearing that, it helps, you know, the horse to release uh, whatever issue is going on for them. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, and when you talk about issues, you know, we talk a lot about retraining horses and the training process is psychological mm. problems that the horses have, but physical pain, stress, anxiety mm. can lead to the behavioural problems. You want to talk about that? Mm, so, you know, like with um, what I was saying about cellular memory, you know, mm -hmm. certain environmental impressions can be stored in the physical body and organs, and these memories obviously create patterns of behaviour and then the behavioural patterns become the problem. And like an example of this, I had a client's horse which had returned from the breakers with a fear of floating which it didn't previously have, and it would take anywhere from 15, 30 minutes to get this horse on the float. Um, and in treating the horse, I found that it had a lot of emotional stress around being moved and maybe, you know, an event of the breakers had set up a, a pattern, who knows, which potentially led to the behaviour of not wanting to float. But just by clearing that emotional stress and anxiety around the situation, the horse then, it's almost like he'd forgotten about you know, the problem and, and just walk straight on, you know. Mm -hmm. So it it does tend to work really quickly with animals, which is which is nice. They don't have the same cognitive processing that we do. So um, I find that once you shift it, they tend to just move on. Okay, okay. And and the physical dispositions, they start in the energy body? Got yes. So yeah. I guess in the statement, we worry ourselves sick. So, yes, um, yes. Uh, 
a particular horse which was, um, you know, reported as never having a day of sickness in his life, um, came with a really bad case of asthma and the owner had bought this horse and moved him to an adjustment park that was also a riding school, so a lot of high stress. Um, prior to the move, the horse had been with the same people most of his life and had become very stressed from being moved. So he ended up with this bad cough and a foot abscess and was really run down. And then the cold developed into a chest infection. He wasn't rideable and his owner basically tried everything. And then all of this led to severe asthma, which he ended up being medicated for. And the vet had basically said, look, we don't see there's much hope um, for the horse uh, with these kind of symptoms, and which it all started with his cough. Now, working with him, I realised he was actually still grieving his previous home. And grief is actually stored in the lungs. Um, and not being able to, you know, deal with all of that, um, he became really emotional and, and overwhelmed. So I suggested to her, you know, are you able to take him back to the original place? And and luckily, because the people were moving, um, they said, we're still here for a couple of months, bring him back. And he was, he could, he was so thin, he couldn't eat because he couldn't breathe and um, she took him back to the original place and the horse literally transformed within a couple of weeks. He was off medication, he was breathing normally um, and, you know, she was able to get weight back on him, build a relationship and, you know, the horse came back. But that was, you know, um, that was amazing to watch how that emotional grief that had affected his lung energy had just progressed into, you know, all this, lung and respiratory stuff and um, become, um, you know, really debilitating for him and, mm. and the turnaround was amazing. I was so going to say it's a good news story, isn't it? That's uh, yeah, yeah, really good, definitely. really good, yeah. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now, have a look, horsechats.com. So would you like to talk then, and this is the next point that you've got, the grief and trauma have an extremely draining effect on our horse's energy. Yeah, so when horses are experiencing something traumatic, they produce repeated energies of fear. And when this happens for a prolonged period of time, the negative energy produced has a strong inhibiting effect, which can be extremely weakening on the horse's energy. So low energy, fear, anxiety, phobias can be a result. Uh, and a Clyde Cross comes to mind. The the owner contacted me um, because she felt her horse wasn't, you know, being himself, and she wasn't able to put her finger on what was wrong. But his ability to cope had changed, and she sent him back to the trainers to see if they could work with him. And they said they couldn't find anything really wrong. But when he'd come back to the property, he'd fall back into the same sort of behaviour of not being settled and flat. And so when I started treating the horse, I picked up grief energy again really strong. And the owner was a little sceptical about how I work. So she was, you know, not really giving me any backstory and kind of wanting to see what I came up with. And the energy pattern of the horse was presenting like a horse that had um, lost a paddock mate or something like that. And mm-hmm. when I asked her if this was the case, she looked at me quite surprised and said, well, 18 months ago um, uh, I had a horse that was bitten by a snake and, you know, the 
he passed away and the Clyde um, was standing when, with him when this happened and mm. was really upset by the whole thing. And um, the owner hadn't really thought that 18 months later the horse would still be affected by this event. Uh, the grief, you know, he was experiencing was having a massive drain on his system. So just by clearing this from his energy, his overall demeanour um, improved dramatically you know, going back to the horse she previously had. So, um, you know, these emotions really affect uh, the horses and, you know, sometimes we, we forget, we sort of, you know, because they're not talking to us uh, what, they can, what they can be carrying. Yeah, yeah, in that 18 months, you know, we, we don't know everything. You know, we don't know why, how, whatever, but uh, obviously there, yeah. was a, there was a memory there, so. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Yeah. Now, the next point you've got, the energetic healing discharges behavioural problems by helping to rebalance the whole body, the mind and, and the motion into a neutral state. So when a horse has a behavioural problem, um, the negative charge uh, gets lodged in the energy and can be really strong and, and activated. And I find that the pineal gland gets really congested with energy, which has an effect on the endocrine system, and when this system becomes energetically congested, I find the horse's willingness to become receptive um, it becomes affected, and the horse needs to become receptive or internally conductive so that you can work with them and help them through these issues. So um, by bringing the negative charge in the glands back to a neutral state, the horse's nervous system starts to unravel, uh, so feeling of, you know, anger or worry or prolonged irritation um, has a really potent effect on the horse's energy and may result in a depletion in, say, the abdominal area, which can manifest as, say, a loose bowel or ulcers or anything like that. So these negative emotions can cause disruption so the whole physical body becomes, you know, can become sick. Mm -hmm. So when the horse is worn out and the blood is exhausted of its life energy it's very difficult for the horse to train through the behavioral problem so i kind of believe the horse's rehabilitation should be a more holistic approach and you know diet energy clearing methods for stress and body work and, and training and, and it's sort of a whole package i think yep 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 yeah, I think there's a lot more um, understanding. You know, as I said before, we don't understand a lot of things, but there's a lot more acceptance now of that whole holistic package rather than just dealing with one particular problem. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Now, the relationship between you and your horse, 
takes on its own relationship dynamic, affecting the dynamic between the horse and the rider. Absolutely. So, you know, the energy body of the horse and the energy body of the rider after a period of time becomes interconnected. And to have a deeper understanding of your horse, you need to look at your level of conductivity and resistance. So to have like an inner understanding, you, you need to have a you need to be conductive. And some people are naturally really gifted in this area and they're able to direct the combined energy of the horse and the rider into like a rhythmical dance and marriage. But, you know, being careful what you think and what you say and what you feel when you're around your horse is actually really important because energy follows thought and intention. And um, this can affect the developing, you know, relationship. So um, when treating horses, I find very often their energy is holding the energy of the owner. So the process of, you know, evolution takes time and it's important not to force the horse to be what it's not ready to be, but being realistic and knowing that everything is subject to change. Um, I find that helps me to stay um, positive and, and to flow and not get bogged down with, you know, um, or fixated on things. Um, so I find treating the rider to be more, you know, conductive and allowing it really helps the relationship to to grow in a positive way. Okay, good, good. Now, I know that you've said that anyone can use the healing steps you use to self-empower and form a deep connection with their horse, but how? Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, we're all conductors of energy. You know, one of the biggest um, problems I find in healing is doubt. As soon as the mind comes in and doubts, we create quite a strong internal resistance and we need to become conductive so that energy flows. So being open and receptive to the possibilities is, you know, important. The important step to consider um, is understanding the anatomy because this helps one form a deeper awareness of the energy body and the physical body connection. Um, feeling, learning how to feel the energy body for congestion or depletion and understanding how to interpret your findings. Uh, obviously, this is practice and it, and it takes time, but put, I've kind of put that into a very energy back to a neutral charge. So bringing the depletion or the congestion back into balance. So there's steps on, on how to do that. Um, and and then, you know, giving people those tools so that they can actually work on their horse themselves because some conditions, uh, you know, need more than one treatment. And I, I think, you know, people can be doing it themselves and, and working on the problems themselves, then that's half the, that's half the battle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think that, um, you know, you've certainly opened up some eyes and uh, ears, I'm, I'm sure, from some of our listeners. And um, if people would like to contact you a little bit more about points that will help you improve your equine experience, more freedom, how can they do that? What's the best way to contact you, Adele? Uh, so either through uh, the, my Facebook page. So yep. there's um, Horse Talk with Adele. Um, or my website and email on there and, and phone number. I'm happy to have a chat to people as well just if they've got a situation and they want a different 
perspective, always happy to have a chat. So all my website, uh, adeleedwards.com.au. All right. Look, that's that's great, Adele. I think that's, yeah, very good, very good for our listeners to go and, and do a little bit more in-depth talking to you about this. I think, uh, you know, great that you've asked people to contact you and I think um, I think you'll get some people contacting you about that and we'd love to have you back and just to talk about this in a little bit more depth or, you know, in, in sort of a, a varying, I'm sure you'll find a great subject for us and um, yeah. look forward to, to chatting you some more. Yeah, wonderful. Thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses, or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below. 